about toothpaste? There are so many uh, uh, variations of it, and so hard to choose the right one. Look, as holistic dentists, our patients, they really, they don't want to have a fluoride toothpaste. So yeah. they want to have an alternative to a fluoride. They don't want sodium lauryl sulfate, which is a, a foaming agent that, um, you know, you can clean a car engine with, with sodium lauryl sulfate. It's quite abrasive. So uh, it's really not something that we would recommend. It does strip the mouth and often causes the, the soft tissues of your mouth to start sloughing away. So, um, so we, would try, we would try and avoid that. Uh, triclosan is a, an antibacterial that's in a lot of hand washes, and, uh, uh, but it's also in some toothpaste. Um, and we would try and avoid that as well because that potentially will be absorbed in your tissues and in your gut health. And uh, having something that's changing the gut flora twice a day um, is not ideal and then there's the um glycerin as well the glycerin tends to make a smear layer over the teeth so it, uh, that natural biofilm is disturbed um look we're not too concerned about the glycerin i mean there are some uh, some over-the-counter simple toothpaste that they came in at, at um the shops that uh, the only thing they do have is a little bit of glycerin in them but they don't have all the other things so um but if you go to a health food shop, you can get one with, uh, you know, things like with bentonite clay, um, uh, salt, a, a very fine bicarb, all these ingredients, uh, maybe a little bit of iodine in, uh, instead of fluoride, that, uh, that will benefit. But it really, you've got to try out a few. There's, uh, there are kids' ones that are appropriate because kids' teeth are softer than adults' teeth. The enamel is softer, so you can't really have... Uh, uh, a child should be aware that um, their, to their teeth are softer and they, if they use an adult's toothpaste, then it can cause some damage to the teeth. Yeah, so um, for me as a consumer, the price difference of a normal toothpaste uh, in a normal shop and if I go to a health food store and buy an organic one, it's the, basically double price. And is it justified? Is it really worthwhile? Well, you, the, I mean, you see, uh, or the, you used to see adverts for toothpaste and they'd have the toothbrush, which would be about this long, and they'd fill the whole length yeah. of the toothbrush with the toothpaste. Uh, and everyone thought that's how much toothpaste you use. But you really, it, you know, with a, a more expensive natural toothpaste, you only need a small amount. You really just... Uh, it's the technique you use with the toothbrush that's important. I and mean, we get some patients who just mix some bicarb with some coconut oil um, and maybe uh, some essential oils and use that as a natural toothpaste. Um, very, very gentle, but it's all about how gentle you are with a soft toothbrush with whatever that's going to change the biofilm. Remember, we're, we're not trying to scrub this bacteria because it's not hard. It's only a soft biofilm that you want to influence if you change that biofilm that's sitting on the teeth every day that uh, and in between the teeth and over the top that's what that's all you need to do so it's a different concept of scrubbing you're not scrubbing your teeth you're influencing the biofilm really mm -hmm. and what do so you only need a small amount so yeah. the, the expensive one will last longer okay yeah oh this makes sense yes what do you think about 
uh, what's your opinion about the how often somebody should brush the teeth uh, after every meal or twice a day or what's the best way to do it again this comes back to uh, the condition of your mouth really uh, um, morning you know first thing in the morning uh, probably after breakfast would be um, obviously important and then before bed uh, so that you start that night with that biofilm in a nice good nice healthy condition um, but if you have gaps between your teeth i mean a lot of people have either broken fillings or they may have had gum problems so their gums have shrunk so they've got spaces in between the teeth then you know they often have to have little picksters that they they clean in between their teeth after every meal so what we want is we want to prevent those situations from occurring from an early age but obviously there are people who have to brush their teeth after every meal who have to uh, and they might be wearing a denture that you know gets things stuck under it so they have to clean that so it really depends but i think if you've got all your teeth and your gum health is is as good as it you think it is and a dentist and a hygienist have assessed it and and your oil pulling every day uh then really only twice a day should be enough and what about flossing do you recommend additional flossing um look i would say the flossing should be in the evening so oh. again going back to that preparing the the biofilm on your teeth preparing it in between your teeth if you can get that as optimal before you go to bed before you start mouth breathing or snoring or you've got sleep apnea or uh, so that everything's drying in your mouth. Um, you just need to uh, manage it beforehand. So definitely in the evening would be a good idea. Okay, well, great. Um, so we talked about brushing your tooth, oil pulling, flossing. Um, what else can you recommend everybody can do without without basically uh, coming to see you. And of course, the other question would be also, how do I know when I have a gum disease or an infection? What are the typical signs? Uh, well, certainly the mask is a, a good diagnostic. If you're, if you know, this present day of people are wearing masks, uh, if there's a problem, you will know about it pretty soon because the bacteria will inset within two minutes of the inside of your mask. So you will then be breathing them. Uh, I mean, it, it's, it's pretty horrible, but if you lick the side of your thumb and let it dry and then smell it, well, that will give you a good indication of how healthy your mouth is. Uh, you go and wash your hand afterwards. Um, but the mask is doing that test without having to do that now. So, um, um, so I think oil pulling every day would be great. Um, Focusing on breathing through your nose is one of the main things that will obviously it, it will stop you um, expiring through your mouth and uh, uh, but it will also have a positive effect on your whole body. Um, so the more you breathe through your nose and the less mouth breathing, the less chance you're getting uh, are you risk of gum disease as well. So especially at night. So breathing through your nose, if as long as you can breathe through your nose, um, and some of our patients have been to an ENT surgeon to check that there's no obstruction, there's no 
deviation, they haven't got adenoids or obstructions, um, and they often take their lips. And they start off just in the evening, putting a little bit of tape across their lips so that they can still breathe through the sides, but it just, they, for an hour before they go to bed, they're then solely breathing through their nose and they're just realizing they're not gonna die because they're breathing, they're breathing through their nose. Uh, and then they progress to actually going and sleeping with that tape on the, uh, and you find that then you are forced to breathe through your nose solely and you get to a deeper level of sleep and you may find you get the best sleep you've ever had. Um, but it is really, really important before you start doing that, that you get checked your, uh, with an ear, nose and throat person or you make sure that you can breathe through your nose. And if you, if you practice yoga and you realize that you can, you're very good at breathing through your nose, then you know, it's something to try. Um, and you may find that not only are you constantly breathing through your nose the whole night, having a deep, deep sleep, your nitric oxide production is exploding. So you get nice vasodilation. So there's no high blood pressure. There's, there's deep, deep restful sleep and healing. Um, your brain gets to detox. Um, and then when you wake up, you feel refreshed and you don't have a dry mouth and you don't have bad breath. So it's a win-win situation. Um, and it's, it's certainly something that uh, some of my patients uh, get great response from. But again, it's important that that uh, ear, nose and throat person is uh, involved to make sure there's no issues. Okay, well, um, how important is what we eat? Um, in common sense, uh, we all know after we eat garlic, we smell. Um, I'm, I, I love coffee. I'm sure I'm smelling. My breast is... Everybody knows that I drank coffee, I guess, afterwards and so on. Uh, is this uh, also a very important factor? And uh, should we then avoid certain foods or is this uh, only, um, let's say, superficial effect? It's, it's the cause, it's, as you explained, it's more a bacterial issue. So, Well, look, if you're a dentist, <laughs> you don't have garlic at lunchtime. It's certainly... Uh, uh, it's not something that is great. And, uh, but, you know, um, I drink coffee in the mornings and uh, uh, certainly a little bit of oil pulling is a good thing to do. Um, brushing your teeth, obviously, um, just with water, just, uh, just to change that flora in your mouth uh, would have a benefit. Um, but I'm, I'm not gonna discourage people from having garlic because it's a, it's a high sulfur compound. It's very, very good for you. So especially if you've got amalgams in your mouth and the, the more sulfur compounds you, you get in your body, the better. Mm. So, um, so I think depending on what your job is, <laughs> you can get away with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I, I grew up in the Mediterranean area in Europe and um, obviously we love sometimes garlic and it's completely normal, but my perception was always uh, we are transpiring this through our skin, not so much through the mouth. Uh, like in Indian culture, you can smell a person uh, who was eating a curry. Um, so it's actually not so much a, a breathing problem. It's, it's the body that is smelling. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
what do you suggest from a, a nutritional point of view? I mean, as a as a as a naturopath, I can I'm trained uh, at least in Germany. We were trained to to analyze a person's breath, the smell, and to simply identify quickly uh, certain gut issues. Um, and so it's not often only a tooth problem. Uh, it's also uh, a combination of it, as everything we, we are talking here in this show, it's everything always a combination. But what do you suggest? Um, uh, what are you s s telling your patients when you when you have this or when they mention this issue? Uh, are you recommending them some nutritional changes or vitamins or supplements? Look, there are certain. Uh, certainly, if somebody has uh, has gum disease, then or periodontal disease, then. There often there are some um, aspects. If you if you do some, um, they're called epigenetic tests. They often have uh, issues with different interleukin, interleukin one and interleukin six, and uh, uh, other really technical uh, aspects. That uh, if they are if they have those issues, then they're going to be more prone to uh, to inflammation. They're prone to inflammatory changes going on throughout their body. Uh, there are some certain foods that have a benefit to actually downregulate that, um, that inflammatory change. And the main one is baby broccoli sprouts. Uh, it's been shown that baby broccoli sprouts, uh, you can get them in capsule uh, forms or powder forms, a green powder form. Um, and adding that to your food or having that as a supplement, maybe mixing it with pomegranate. Again, pomegranate has been shown to have a, an influence on the body's own genetic influence of inflammation. So it will downregulate your inflammatory risk factors and upregulate uh, your, uh, your beneficial factors. So it's only going to be beneficial for everyone, but certainly that's one of the things that uh, we would suggest for our patients to consider to incorporate that into their supplement regime. Again, most of my patients, they take supplements. So uh, they might be taking vitamin D3, vitamin K2, um, vitamin C and zinc when they're feeling, uh, you know, run down. Uh, and all those things are beneficial. Selenium, you know, a broad spectrum um, multivitamin with activated B vitamins, uh, selenium, zinc, vitamin C, all these things are going to have a positive influence on your, um, not only your immune system, as we see the, uh, from the, the recent journal, you know, um, if your neutrophils are, uh, are elevated or your, there's a thing called a C-reactive protein level, which is a level of inflammation in your body. If you've got a higher level of that, then taking these supplements will help. Um, especially uh, coenzyme Q10 as well has been shown to have an influence on, um, on gum disease as well uh, and heart disease and, and inflammation throughout the body. So, so multi-B vitamin with, with CoQ10, we often recommend our patients to take that in the morning, take vitamin D3, K2, um, and a, a magnesium combination in the evening so that it covers all the bases. Right. Yeah. So, uh, in your in your daily practice as a dentist, you you of course you have to avoid bad breath. Did did your staff ever told you that you have a, one day uh, bad breath or something, <laughs> or are you encouraging them to tell you? 
Look, I would encourage, uh, you know, uh, I think when somebody comes into me and they've got bad breath, I think, well, I can actually help this person. You know, it may not be gum disease. It may be digestive issues, which I can point them in the direction to, to see somebody to assess that. It may be an infected tooth, um, which is affecting their sinuses. Um, so that they're not even aware that it's actually coming out through their nose, that odor. Um, so that's where we would uh, use the cone beam CT scan, to, uh, which is a 3D X-ray that will show three-dimensionally all of the teeth and whether you've had a, um, a root canal treated tooth that's failed and there's a chronic infection that will be influencing the flora in the sinuses. So um, when I meet somebody who has issues like that, then I know that I can help them because we can address the infection, we can address the inflammation in their mouth. Um, and not only do they walk away feeling healthier, but they generally will feel healthier because they haven't got these immune challenges going on throughout the body. Because you know, this study by the Journal of Dental Research is just uh, the tip of the iceberg really of what effects dental conditions are, are having on the rest of the body. Okay. So uh, I'm pretty excited about these studies because then it can be taken further, not just gum disease, but infected teeth and wisdom teeth and, you know, and failed root canal treated teeth. All of these things are having a challenge um, and science is beginning to back up the argument. Yes, oh, my biggest takeaway today is um, that I can use this as a, let's call it self-diagnostic tool, um, simply not to see it negative, but start to listen to, to the body. And, and if the breath has a certain, let's say typical smell, I. Um, I may, you know, start to research what's what's really going on and and look for the cause. So I think that's that's very positive and not it's not such a negative topic. It's actually a positive topic. Absolutely. Look, as dentists, we're you know we're in a privileged position to see patients. You know, people don't go to the to the GP if they've got no problem. Yeah. But people come to the dentist thinking they've got no problem or they have got an isolated problem, but it has been built into the psyche of a lot of people to come to the dentist for a checkup once or twice a year, where we actually get the benefit of actually seeing the whole body and how you are each every six months or every year. Um, and there isn't a practitioner around that gets that benefit. Uh, so we're able to see changes, not only maybe in your, um, your well-being, but your oral health as well. So uh, the opportunity of actually making this as healthy as possible, which will influence everything else. It influences your sleep, your breathing, uh, your levels of inflammation everywhere else. So lowering, lowering your risk of arthritis, heart disease, strokes, um, cardiovascular, all cardiovascular diseases, Alzheimer's, dementia. You know, you really... Uh, when you go to the doctor, you don't generally get a, a benefit that could possibly be so positive. Yeah, we come back to this topic of, um, yeah, that all, all professionals, uh, health professionals should work together and um, nobody can resolve everything. And I think uh, you as a dentist, you are basically in the forefront of many, many um, causes of, of disease. 
uh, I yeah, can we call this early detection that that you can see probably things uh, coming up before the body shows the real symptom of a, of a so-called medical disease. Absolutely. I mean, everything else needs a blood test or, yeah. you know, um, we, we can actually, this is the window of your, uh, your health really. Uh, and we get an opportunity to assess that regularly, look for soft tissue changes, look for inflammation, infection, toxicity, um, look at, you know, how you're breathing, how you're sleeping, um, and then point and work in a team with other practitioners, with sleep physicians, with ear, nose and throat specialists, uh, with a whole range of specialists so that uh, your mouth is optimal. And that's really, that's, you know, it's a pr privilege to be in that position, to be able to offer that. Yeah, yeah. Great. Any, any other suggest suggestions for today, David? Uh, um, well, look, keep smiling. It's good for you. <laughs> Yes, yes. Unfortunately, we uh, in in some countries you don't see anymore if a person smiles. I saw some mask with a smiley face. That's a solution. We are so lucky here in Queensland that we can show our smile. That we can show that we are what we are that we are happy or not. Yes. Yeah. I mean, uh, again, you can smile with your eyes to a degree, but uh, obviously, uh, this mask wearing is. Uh, it has, you know, again, everything's portrayed as the negative effects of it, obviously the risk factors and the anxiety, but I'd like to put it as a diagnostic really of if, if it's showing up a problem, then it's indicating you of a, a good thing to prevent potential health issues if, there's, if you're getting that odor that you can smell all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Great, David, thank you for your time. Um, okay. Beautiful Saturday morning. It is, it is. Yes, uh, you're living close to the forest you mentioned, right? Are you going off for a walk? I, no, I'm going to the gym later today, so. Uh, so you I'm go inside, uh, inside the uh, Yeah, I'm, no, well, there's actually part of the gym's outside as well, so um, um, I need to get my shoulders strong. <laughs> so I can take up tennis again. I'm, uh, I injured my shoulder a year ago and I just need to get back on the tennis court. Yes, yes. Uh, okay, so have fun in your gym. And thank you okay. again. Enjoy your day. Thank you. Thank you. Great. Yeah, bye-bye.